This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hi, my beautiful, beautiful hapsters. I have been thinking, and not just thinking, but thinking about my thoughts and then thinking about how my thoughts are made and then thinking about how those thoughts are influenced and how they shape my experience and then how and when do I decide whether a thought that I believe is a good thought or a bad thought, right? It sounds like I wish Disney would come and take the ridiculous gibberish and chaos that is going on in my brain right now and make a Disney movie out of it like they did with Inside Out, which was so helpful for me to put in perspective so many things that I thought about mixed emotions and feelings, right? Have you guys seen that movie Inside Out? I think I referenced it like two of the episodes so far, but um, I think it does such a good job of putting into a visual and a story something that we're not really taught or we we think about but we don't have good um you know definitions for and that's why I wanted to talk to you about today's topic which I am calling graduated thought and this is something that I've thought about before um but never really had a name for and I think it's important now more than ever that I create a name for this concept so that we can start to use it as a way to filter our own thoughts. So before you get even more confused, (laughs) I'm going to start going into an example um, so that you can really understand what I'm even talking about. Obviously, I'm recording this early. I told you I'm I'm batching recording so that I can go down um, to visit my parents in Florida. And so I'm recording this on June 4th. And I also expressed that I'm a little bit nervous about that because so much is going on right now in the world that by the time this airs, I hope that it is still the most pressing and useful um, episode that you could possibly use from me. And if not, um, I apologize if you're listening to this and it feels like maybe you want to put it on pause and listen to it um, when you know, you've done the other work that you need to be focused on right now. Um, But I do think that this is helpful currently if you are right now thinking about Black Lives Matter and or Blue Lives Matter or All Lives Matter or whatever thought is the one that you right now are behind, I am not going to go ahead and like really try and explain to you what I believe because I I think it's more important for me to show you how um how and why you can question your own thoughts okay so our thoughts have consequences I mean what you think literally shapes your life do you think the world is a generally fair place for example or generally pretty fucked up Do you think that people are uh, compassionate and good-natured at heart? Or do you think that people act act in self-interest without fail? 
Uh, do you think of the way you think about yourself? Do you think of yourself as a leader or a follower? The way you think about yourself or the world or an experience will shape your future experience of it, right? Your current beliefs are shaping your future experiences. So, but just because we believe something doesn't make it actually true or a fact. We know this because everyone in the world has plenty of conflicting thoughts about things. And while we might believe that one is right and one is wrong, um, there really is a difficult way it's very difficult for us to kind of decide which truth is more true for example um some people believe the thought guns protect us and some people believe the thought guns hurt people and both can be true subjectively and are true subjectively but your belief and the one that you put that you're focused on will shape your experience so not just do not only do your experiences of guns shape your beliefs but your current beliefs are gonna shape your experiences and how you experience future um experiences of or or events that include guns right how we feel about an event or person and it's going to drive our our feelings our our words, our reaction or lack of action, it's going to drive and ultimately create a result that is a direct reflection of that belief. Are you still with me? Right? So if that's the case, and if that's this thought loop that we're constantly on, how do we become responsible? How do we as people, as individuals evolve or grow or change or do better? Which in my opinion and what I believe is that that is the purpose of humans that's our purpose on this earth is just to evolve just to grow and change and do better but as as I just outlined in order to do better and change our actions and lead better and you know make the right decisions we first need to become better We need to improve and expand our beliefs before we can take better action. My coach, Brooke, uh, teaches a concept she calls emotional adulthood and emotional childhood also. And uh, and she defines emotional adulthood as taking full responsibility for how we're feeling no matter what someone else is doing. It's the concept of crediting our thoughts about a situation for the feeling instead of the circumstance and right now this concept is getting a lot of heat and I think it's currently being very misunderstood in a dangerous way Um, it does not imply or mean at all that you should always change your thought change what you're thinking so that you can feel better about it right it's being misunderstood in as it pertains to black lives matter um Because some people think that what she's suggesting is for you to think differently about the circumstance of George Floyd's death so you can feel better about it. And that is not, couldn't be further from the truth. We get to decide whether we want to spend our energy changing our thoughts or rather keeping our thoughts and using the same emotion, whether it's negative or, or not, 
using that emotion um, to focus our energy and trying to create change in the future of our results, right? And that there's no right or wrong answer. We get to decide each time we use her tools in the model, which one we want to change. You're never like um, offered the one option of just changing your thoughts to feel better. That's not the goal. Sometimes it is important to feel angry. It is important to feel disappointed, outraged. There's so many negative emotions, heartbroken. Those emotions have a place, right? But what's so interesting about emotional adulthood to me is this component of owning it, of growing up, maturing, and taking responsibility and seeing that you have some control so that you know what to do next, right? As an adult. And I want to encourage us to think one step further and not just do the step in emotional adulthood where you change the uh, thought, my husband let me down to I am disappointed because I have an unwritten expectation of him and how he should behave and he didn't do that, right? That's check. You understand that you're the one causing your emotion and then you get to decide what to do about it. Do you want to say, um, I'm going to set a boundary or a consequence or no longer be with my husband? You get to choose that every time and you have the right to choose that just because you want to. Or you get to choose, is this something that I want to be control and change the thought? Is there a better thought that might help me get a different result? You get to choose, right? But what if we... What if we like took that one step further and decided what to do about it, whether we're going to change the thought or whether we're going to change, spend effort to try and change our future results? At what point do we stop thinking and believing, though, just based on what was taught to us, what was taught to us, what we inherited in terms of um, beliefs from our parents or society or from our teachers or any other leaders? Or even making stop thinking and believing just based on what we experience, or in other words, our circumstances, our um, you know events that we go through in the world. This is where you hear a lot of people saying the idea of um, white privilege, right? There are certain circumstances that have caused me to believe a certain thing. Because just based on my own circumstances and just because I am not experiencing something does not mean that it doesn't exist. So instead, at what point do we stop thinking and believing based on what is taught to us or what we experience and instead graduate to creating our own beliefs? It's really important for us as business owners and of course as citizens of the world and as individuals to be aware of what decisions we're making from adopted thoughts Thoughts, the thoughts that we just inherit from the world without really questioning them versus graduated thoughts, which we decided on. And even deeper, it's really important if you want to really do this work to allow for and expect that transition period that's bound to be very uncomfortable as our brain is navigated being untethered to really any belief, right? When you're letting go of an old belief, in an attempt to decide, hey, let's maybe make room for other beliefs here, listen, unlearn, so that I can re-decide. 
whichever one I want to decide, right? So I want to give you some examples in my life of um, adopted thoughts to graduated thoughts. So one thought that I had adopted and inherited, or maybe it's called inherited thought versus graduated thought. I like that so much better. Okay. Um, Follow your strengths. So that was something that was taught to me. Um, My parents certainly, but not just my parents, other adults in my life, um, teachers, uh, you know, guidance counselors, whoever it was, do what you're good at and focus on that. Do what's easy, what comes easy and natural to you. And the graduated thought that I now believe is actually that you should develop your weaknesses. Okay. It's interesting because it doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong. It's just follow your strengths would have meant that I went into sales probably because I was really good at that without question. And sales is certainly a part of the job that I do right now. It is in any business, but developing my weaknesses for me meant staying challenged. It meant growing it, which are two things that I think I find very valuable. And I believe that they are valuable. It's more of an entrepreneur mindset But again, it doesn't mean one is right is wrong. It just means I've questioned both beliefs, experimented, made that room for experimenting and decided on my own new graduated belief. In high school, I was really bad at writing, not really bad at writing, but English was not my strongest um, subject and technology, anything to do with technology, not my forte, right? And I was good at sales. So when... I graduated college and this opportunity to take a high paying, like right out of college, high paying salary plus commission sales job. I, and I, I turned it down because I just, something in me said, like, I really want to not just make money and not be challenged. Like I want to really be challenged and grow. And I have some other things I want to still learn. And in order to do my current job, I had to develop both my worst skills, writing and technology. Currently, I have to finish this podcast and then I will have to edit four podcasts. It takes me longer than the average person, but I'm getting slightly better at it every time. And it was worth developing the skill so that I can begin to have this podcast before I have the money to hire someone else to do the editing, right? Before I want to allocate those resources there. The same thing with writing. Before I knew exactly what I wanted to do with coaching. I started a blog and an intention to write a book, but I, I didn't, I had to develop that skill. I took courses on how to become a better writer, took copywriting classes, right? And so I want, and I wanted to give you another example as well. And I know that I have been uh, talking a lot about Black Lives Matter because I want to be unequivocal here um, in my support for, for this movement. Um, but this is the example that I want to use with that. My adopted thought was not that I hate black people. I always knew that I loved black people. I have family members who are black and I have dear friends who are black, but my adopted thought was Calvin will be colorblind. Calvin is my son. He goes to a Spanish immersion preschool where he is the whitest kid in his class. Everyone is either mixed race or a different race, all different kids of color, including um, black boys and girls. And two of Calvin's 
best friends in this class are, are black. And I was so overjoyed by this idea that I had inherited and believed that colorblind, being colorblind was possible. That, okay, maybe I notice color, but Calvin won't because he was exposed to it way more on an everyday scale than I was when I was younger. But now I have graduated to understand and to believe that racism is systemic and it's just in the air that we breathe. So it is not something that I can choose to not teach Calvin about, right? That is my new belief. And I get to decide that. And I think that the most powerful thing about it is that we all have this opportunity. And if we practice um, looking out for our adopted thoughts and our inherited thoughts and trying to continue to over and over and over again, replace and make room for in our brains only our graduated thoughts that we hand select, we are going to have a much more evolved experience of the world. And my final note is we need to be willing to outgrow any and all thoughts, both adopted and the ones that we graduated to. In order to do better, we need to always be in the process of becoming better. It's never ending this process. And not just about Black Lives Matter, but when it comes to our businesses, when it comes to listening to our employees, when it comes to listening to our clients, when it comes to, you know, looking at the market and what is needed, we need to be able to continue to adapt and survive and overcome, right? And being wrong doesn't mean you as a person are wrong. So let's drop the stigma that if I have a had a thought and I was wrong and I got it wrong, that that means I need to be written off, right? No, I need to do better and I will do better. But when we know better, we do better. But this process of how to unlearn something, it's not taught in schools, okay? So give yourself grace if you're someone who is currently going through this unlearning process in regards to Black Lives Matter, in regards to anything in your life, and also have compassion for others in their process of authentic forward stumbling, while at the same time and most importantly, focusing by showing up and leading by example the way you know how, okay? Do not stop or let anyone tell you that you should show up in any certain way however at the same time as you use your graduated thoughts to make your decisions i want you also finally to be open to being wrong listening and getting to the next higher level of graduated thought all right you guys that one was really intense and i really appreciate if you're listening to the end i just give yourself some credit for even be opening being open to this idea. The brain does not like to be wrong. It hates it, but we need to be willing to be wrong. Think about how many times we're wrong about so many things. If it's possible that we were wrong about the rules of monopoly, what else could we be wrong about, right? So let's be open to it. And I promise we will have such a better human experience. Have a great day.